lips a simple recipe But it would mean so much to me Turn on the gas and make me feel fine All I wanna say is Just give me some hot pizza Welcome in, everybody. I'm Steve Siddall, along with Chrissy Paradis right there and bringing you another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and on podcasts all across the country each and every week. We bring it all to you, hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Steve. What's I'm, happening? I'm so excited. Why? It's a big week for it's a big week for me and all football fans. But before we get to the weekend. Yeah. You want to talk the week that was? I think we should talk the week that was. That was the week that was. It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above And we have plenty to talk about uh, this week, Chrissy, as we do each and every week. What are we thinking? Well, I guess we can start off with the troubling I think it's called the scoat. The sc- that's okay. All right, we can do. We, we it, can it, go there. It really, it really hit a nerve with me. Um, the uh, this uh, the, the title is or the headline is this winter every woman wants a scoat. That's an S C O A T. Uh, um, it came from Sweden. Uh, the first one, thirteen hundred and thirty bucks. It's what it is 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 a coat with a built-in scarf. You know, Steve. I'm thinking if you wore a coat. There it is. I'm having I have a big problem with this because I'm sure that it's incredibly trendy and on all the the TikToks and everything right now, right? People right. probably want to get oh, their own sure. their hands on a scoat, but you could just as easily purchase those items separately and for cheaper. For cheaper? You could keep that in your budget. Well, yeah, why not? So, uh, again, but that's the thing. Um, there, there are some selling for as little as uh, $31.99. Well. So, uh, so then, in other words, the original version still of the gold standard, 1300 bucks. Ooh. Uh, but retailers like Amazon, Zara Hawk, and others sell, um, you know, knockoffs for $31.99. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least there is an affordable option if you want to jump on that yeah. scope bandwagon sure and speaking of jumping on bandwagons the big game the big game yep it's uh, it's coming up uh, let's this... get your prediction well yeah we, um, the chiefs have won a lot let's oh, yeah. see san fran let's see mccaffrey have a great run and just steamroll over them let's hope i mean well and then i'll, t- I'll tell you brock purdy that the uh, the, the quarterback for the Niners is is an amazing young man. I mean, he's in his 20s. He is. And, you know, superstar. He was the very, well, you know all this. He was the very last draft choice. Yep. And now look at him. He's in the Super Bowl. It's it's kind of that Tom Brady or Julian Edelman, those, those folks that are oftentimes overlooked at first, mm-hmm. really have great a great rise, and people love to watch and follow those stories sure. and root for those people, right? Like us, like us. Well, and then of course the Chiefs. You got, uh, you know, you got uh, the, uh, the, the Taylor uh, Swift thing oh, going goodness on. Goodness gracious, I could go on about this. Kelsey has been 
a phenomenal player for Absolutely. a very long time. Yeah. But you would not believe the prop bets for the big game. Oh, good. Let's get into Oh, good, good, good. And I know you did some research on that. There are a lot that involve T-Swift and... The Swifties. <laughs> it is it So is give, me, give, me, give me one. Let me see what I would do. All right. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown on camera during the halftime show? Ooh, during the halftime show. Mm-hmm. So, if, so what, what's the spread there? Five. Five. And I think that's way over. Yeah, they're not going to show her five times. And In one so I'm, I'm going to go under. Show. Yeah, that's an easy under for me. Yeah. Uh, will Swift and Kelsey appear together in a commercial? That's mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. So we're so we're on the same page with that one. Will they announce their first pregnancy? No. At, I I was thinking what? That's that's just silly. And then will they get engaged after? No, I don't think so either. It would be a. I wouldn't mind being proposed to after, you know. Yeah. Winning a Super Bowl. Right. You're assuming they're going to win. I mean, like, that's the only (laughs) – if they lost, it would not be the best memory, probably, for the two of them. Probably not. And then will they be shown kissing after the game? No. She's not even going to be on the field. That's true. And Travis Kelsey's mom was saying that she didn't even think they were going to have a a box. They were going to have to be in the regular seats because they're too expensive. Oh, no. They have to sit in a in a seat like a normal person. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, also, Usher, who's doing the halftime show. Yeah. Folks want to know, in the form of prop bets, who he will perform with. Oh, who are the special I, guests going to be? And and I think Lil John makes a lot of sense because of the Yeah song. Okay. They did that together. Uh, what song he will perform first? And I'm thinking, okay. I know like one or two Usher songs, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> and maybe yeah. Will he wear sunglasses? What brand of shoes will he wear? I mean, I got, there wow. are 80 plus pages of prop bets. So when you say prop, do you know what that means? So it went back to 1985, and it was just a way to get people who might not be into watching the game for the action on the field mm-hmm. in and entertained. And some of these are incredibly entertaining. So it goes from the coin toss to the person's number on their jersey who's going to score first. Oh, Little man. things like that. But sure. it is incredibly detailed and incredibly interesting. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let's start with America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. And uh, along with Coach, she's with Thomas Lipscomb and a young lady named Janine Sullivan, who I am very close to. Um, she, she's wonderful. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, as she said, uh, she's my best friend. Well, and my wife. But, uh, oh, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, well, it's okay. You guys are you guys are a great couple and great best friends. They, well, of course. And and um, so anyway, they're talking about um, a Roth IRA, what to do with it, what not to do with it. Here we go. Let's start with Coach. Uh, can I buy ETFs for my Roth IRA? Well, yeah, you can. I mean, here's a, a Roth IRA is like a school bus. A regular IRA is like a school bus or any kind of bus. It pulls up and anyone can get on as long as you pay the fare. Hmm. So we, we look at a lot of times somebody said, well, I'm going to invest in a Roth IRA. Well, anyone can put their money in a, IRA, a Roth IRA and it could be risk or it could be safety. So a lot of people get confused when they hear Roth. They think it's a risk account. Or, But here's, here's the beauty. Yeah. It's a tax, especially a tax definition, Roth. And so Roth is an IRA, just like we hear about IRAs. We've heard about IRAs, individual retirement accounts. We've heard about them forever, right? They say, put some money in your IRA every year. 
I call it IRA. People call it IRA. I've got a friend from high school. His name was Ira, so it got confused <laughs> me. So I put IRA. I want to invest in a individual retirement account. Now, if you can, you have two choices though. When you put money into your IRA, you can either pay the tax now, put the money in, let that money grow for as long as you want, and then when you take it out. There'll be no taxes on what you put in Ooh. or what it grew to. Okay, so no tax whatsoever forever after you pay the tax to begin with. Sort of like the farmer who has a field. The IRS agents come up and say, hey, we can either tax you on the seed before you put it in the ground, then you'll never see us again. Or we'll let you not pay tax on the seed, plant it. And then when you start harvesting every single year, we're going to be coming by and we're going to collect tax every single year for the rest of your life on that money. Which one makes more sense to you, Dr. J? I would say the seed tax. Yeah, so you pay a little bit of tax, and you never yep. pay tax again. Yeah. That's a Roth IRA. The regular IRA, you don't pay tax. You get a tax deduction. You, you reduce your income a little bit that year. The problem is, if that money grows, it's going to be a penalty to you in the future because you're going to have to pay tax, hmm. not yeah. only on the money you put in, but all the gains. So yeah. just know that, and a lot of people have never really had the Roth explained to them or offered. And if you have a 401k, many times there's a Roth option there. Again, don't get the tax right off, but never pay tax again. There you go. Great. It's a trade-off, and it's a, hey, we sit down, and we educate you. And, and I recommend to start, you do half and half. Put half in the Roth, half in a regular IRA. Therefore, you're not killing yourself. You're still getting a little bit of tax deduction. You're not killing yourself today, and you're definitely not going to kill yourself in the future. Wow. Again, you know, the Roth, the Roth really is the way to go. And it's so true <clears throat> that folks don't really get that explanation of what a Roth is. When I started working here I, I didn't know if it was after david lee roth and that's not a joke <laughs> i was just thinking of, that's the only other time that i had really heard it or an explanation attached to the okay. name roth sure. right yeah. i knew in theory what it was but not in practice and coach is so great at explaining that in terms that are really easy to follow that school bus analogy yep. the seed and harvest Right, exactly. Well, it. It, it makes sense. And you can find Coach Pete at 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, the iHeart station there. And, uh, of course, wherever you download a podcast is certainly accessible as well. And uh, so let's see. What else have we got going well, on? Well, I was There's just plenty. opening my Murphy Wealth Management chapstick. Aha. Uh-huh. So. Your Murphy Wealth ma- <laughs> Well, let's. Okay, so Joe had some interesting thoughts this week um, talking about 1099s and the 1099s for a specific thing. Uh, well, here's Joe. He'll explain. Well, busy time also from a tax standpoint, and I know that you're getting a lot of tax questions right now. We always do. You know, as a tax planning firm and a tax-centric firm, I did want to make a real quick announcement, Steve, because we got a lot of questions in the last couple weeks, and, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity with IRS regs sometimes and changes that may be not announced, but just so everyone's aware, 1099s for for your brokerage account are not actually due to be sent out till February 15th, not Jan- not the end of January like most other 1099s. So if you have a brokerage account, um, maybe an ETF, they're not required to send those out till February 15th. And there's a reason for it. Um, it's for wash sales. So any trades that are happening in January, they just need to make sure they're disallowing any wash sales. So they allow those to come through. It creates a little extra time for the custodian to make sure there's no errors when they actually do send out the 1099. So they do have an extra couple weeks. Um, Be patient with that, but they have to have them postmarked out by February 15th. So if you're waiting for your 1099 consolidated from your brokerage company, February 15th is the deadline that you can get it. All right, Joe Murphy with the good advice, always. Wow. I didn't know that. I had no idea, but it makes sense because if you can tack on an extra month, 
Yeah. In their minds, why not, right? Well, of course, and I think it because they're because yeah, if things happened, and and I mean, I know a lot of people are depositing, or, you know, making that contribution sure. before April fifteenth, or not until April fifteenth, but to get the tax break. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, that's all good and well. Joe Murphy, of course, you can find his podcast, um, the Wealth Health Radio, is what it's called. Wealth Health Radio. Find that podcast anywhere you get a podcast. All right. So then uh, as we look at this, um, how about this? Uh, you, everybody's talked about the to-do list, right? Oh, yeah. You know about the to-do list? Well, uh, people sometimes are getting overwhelmed with that. And I know for me, sometimes if I make a list, it's like, oh, jeez, that's a lot of stuff. Sure. Uh, so what they're doing is saying, try a done list. A done list. Instead of obsessing over what you still have to do, take inventory of everything you've already done. Practitioners say that taking stock of the small, even mundane wins offers a great sense of achievement and can motivate us to do bigger things. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think that's sweet, in theory. <laughs> you aren't buying it, are you? But I feel like it's just people are getting a little soft. Yeah. And while it it, 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 it helps me, I love crossing things off of a list. Oh, yeah, I do too. No, I can't do that on the computer. I can do it written, and I love it. Yep. And I... I don't think there's a seamless transition to this. So I'll say in other news, people over 70 are on average losing $10,000 in romance scams, which is about seven times higher than the median loss across all other fraud types, according to a new report. Wait a minute. So over 70, they're out there trying to do on the uh, dating apps? Oh, yeah, Steve. It's a big, it's, it's wow. big. And uh, they went through 21,368 reports about romance scams, the FTC did, mm -hmm. and they found that Americans had lost a total of $143 million wow. in total. Wow. And that's a lot. That is a lot. So, But again, you're saying that the over 70 crowd On average, is getting hit the worst. They are because there are a lot of, the term I believe is deep fake accounts that are really hard to tell if it's a... A, a real person or not and it's yeah. a verified account and one thing leads to another and i think this is really uncool and i think there should be some regulation within these apps sure. and how people i mean and i'm sure it goes beyond that but that's a very high number and that really makes me mad does it really it does okay well again then that, so what can we do I mean, just got to be aware, right? You have, yeah, you have to. If you're, you know, if Teach you're yourself. dating, yeah, make sure that you, you, you know, don't just trust. Verify first. Yes, of course. Well, is that bad advice? No, no, no. Trust but verify. Absolutely. The um, <laughs> I like this. Uh, we talked about this earlier, uh, or you brought it up. Uh, but your car insurance, you're saying it's uh, very pricey. Ooh. And it's gone up. So this person who wrote this story in the Wall Street Journal says their car insurance went up by thirty-two percent. You know, it. I don't understand it because mine is a lot higher than it was last year, and last year it was pretty high. Mm -hmm. And I have not had, knock on wood, any incidents that would so you cause it to got go pulled up. over. You haven't got any tickets. Nope. You haven't been in an accident. Nope. Nope. So I don't understand. So I'm not alone here. No, you're not. And you're not below twenty one. Any. Well, no, I'm 22. Okay, well, I'm just that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting because um, 
since 2020, the rates have gone up by 37%. And what they're blaming it on is high-tech vehicles because there's so much going on inside a vehicle. Um, and uh, let's see here. They cost a lot more to repair. But Bloomberg... The news service suggests that EVs are a part of what's driving the costs. Now, get this. For a gas car, the repair bill is around $4,437. To repair an EV, $6,618. So the electric cars, not the deal that you think they are. Wow. That's a yeah, pretty that's... hefty. And and I understand the technological advances because you had a situation. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea just how advanced some of the technology in vehicles well, yeah, I mean, right I, I bought a new car, and, and it's a Jeep, I'll just tell you, it's a Jeep. Sure. And um, the battery went dead. Uh, you know, just got in the car one day, and it was dead. <sighs> and then it happened a week later. Yikes. And so it turns out what was causing this battery drain, because they weren't bad, they just were drained, was the app, was the Jeep app. Which is so wild to yeah. think about. So you delete the app, you solve the problem. Poof. What the kind of, I mean, what kind of technology is that? I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? It is. I didn't even know there was a Jeep app when I had a Jeep. That would have been nice. Well, yeah. Well, I well mean, actually, maybe it wouldn't. No, maybe not. <laughs> at least not now. Yeah. Right. So, and, and again, it's it's just, it, I mean, obviously, they're going to get it fixed at some point. But, sure. But just, but I mean, it was for all 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees. That's pretty much it. Oh, oh okay. So I would have been in the clear. <laughs> well, hopefully, I guess, yeah. But congrats on the new whip, by the way. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, I love the technology in that thing. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yep. I'm gonna get an inside look. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, oh, here's something we talked about this earlier too, and and uh, we talked about you know bosses and and CEOs, and so this weird number just popped up. 19 is the number of CEOs who died in office last year, the most since 2010. Okay, that is a big number, and I'm I, I'm so confused because I feel like I can name maybe one was Munger a CEO? Yeah, maybe. Okay, and yeah. he passed away. He passed away. So yeah. that's it. But that's the only one I can name off the top of my head. But yeah. I'm not super entrenched in maybe the the business world. But that seems like an awfully high number. Well, again, a CEO, yeah. And um, let's see here. When bosses quip that their jobs may be taking years off their life, they may not be uh, too far off. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I I sure hope that they loved what they loved what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to find a nice little uh, little. Bow to put on that. Sure. Eh, don't worry about it. Nah. I like this too. The um, uh, so there have been, you know, when the when the pandemic hit, yes, there was a billion mask companies all of a sudden, right? People out there manufacturing masks. Guess what? They're um, uh, the number. In fact, a hundred. The approximate number of U.S. mask companies that launched. Guess what? Seventy percent are shut down. Thank goodness. Wow. I'm telling you right here. I was never a big mask guy. Yeah, you know, didn't care. I I was not a a, a big mask guy either, just because it, they don't do any good. It, 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 that that was my always my question, and I I've seen some interesting designs on yeah. masks and stuff. Sure. I've seen different variations, but it was pretty weird being on you know a plane and stuff and having to wear like a gaiter. Because you had to and yeah. stuff. I, yeah. I, I I didn't understand if it was protecting or or not. So seventy percent 
are gone. Are gone. Because nobody's requiring masks anymore, thank goodness. Right. Um, you well, know. hey, and they progress. Can't, yeah, they can't, uh, they can't put that genie back in the bottle, man. I, you know what I mean? It, we're done with masks. Thank you. Well, <laughs> it's it's about time. Yes, I think so, too. All right, got to get back to some advisors here. You want to head down to sunny Florida? Let's go to sunny southwest Florida where we find Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Yeah, Joseph and Eric are talking about budgeting in retirement and just how it needs to kind of all fall in place. If they're not in retirement yet, a lot of people don't have necessarily a budget. They have income coming in from jobs. If they're, if they're married and have a spouse, they have two incomes coming in. They're not really worried about it. But there's going to come a time where when you go into retirement, that paycheck's going to stop. And now you have to find that paycheck from somewhere else. So you need to figure out. It's not, And it could be a scary process where people think that, oh, they're going to tell me I can't spend this much. or They're going to put handcuffs on, on my accounts and I can't spend that much. We just want to see what your current lifestyle is costing you. Because mm-hmm. all we want to do is make sure that you can live your current lifestyle throughout the rest of your retirement. And with that, uh, obviously, enough income to uh, to make it happen, to make it comfortable. And, and that is, again, where you come in to help create that, that personal pension plan, if you will. I think that the, that's one of everybody's biggest fears or worries in retirement is how do I create income from these accounts? Right. And we've talked about it before. A lot of people don't have pensions anymore. So how do you build your own pension for yourself now and make sure that it is going to last you a lifetime? Because now you don't have that company that is ensuring that you're going to get that for the rest of your life or that your spouse is going to continue to get those amounts for the rest of your life. Yeah. And think about when you have somebody or you know somebody in your family or you have a friend that has a pension, you're, you're like, you're jealous of them. You're like, what? Like you get X amount of dollars every month, the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I wish I had that. I mean, imagine having social security. And then if you don't have a pension, you're creating your own pension to create another stream of income plus your brokerage account. That's a pretty good place to be. And, you know, we always talk about hug money. It's your uh, housing, utilities, gas, and uh, groceries. groceries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think about food, but it's groceries. So it's H-U-G-G. Um, and so when you're covering all those costs with your Social Security and a pension that you've created, that's a pretty good life. I mean, you never have to worry about market exposure. And, again, the year this year the market has been really good. But I'm going to be honest with you. We had a gentleman uh, come in the office last week, just stopped in the office and says, yeah, I might want to talk to you guys. I'm not happy with my advisor. How many years was it, Joseph, that he has not made money? Four. Four years with his advisor. So he's like, I fired him. He's like, I fired him. I didn't even know what to do. He goes, but after four years, I gave him a shot. And all I did was pay him fee after fee after fee. And I've lost money over four years. How is that possible? The only thing I can think of is, He didn't know what he was doing, number one. He didn't have a fiduciary responsibility. He doesn't truly know how to manage money. And more than likely, he probably had him in fixed income, uh, which is like very interest rate sensitive. So again, you know, inflation is a huge problem for him. And he's like, you know, I'm really, I'm really torn up about this. And I told him, I said, this is why I'm so frustrated with the financial industry because people, there's a lot of people out there who are still suffering. And after they suffer, they end up doing nothing about it because they think the the next advisor is going to be the same thing as the past advisor. Well, that's not true. It is absolutely not true. And so, again, you really have to have a list and put all these things in order and have that accountability so that you understand where you stand in your retirement. Wow. I, my jaw about hit the floor. Right. No no returns, no no growth. N- no growth in four 
years. Yeah, it took what him a long. patient patient man. I'll oh, say that. But but again, I think that goes to the thing that we talk about with with our the advisors that we work with, and and it's hard to break up. I mean, if you've been with somebody for a long time, yes. and you know they've been with it's they've had your money, and, and it's easy. it's easy. They know. Yeah, but again, there comes a time where you got to say, hey, wait a minute, this is crazy. Absolutely, you have to kind of. Nobody likes. You've have you've broken up with somebody before? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Before you you were married to your lovely wife. Sure. It, it's not a super fun process, but do the if the ends justify the the, the means, right. then it's you have to do it. And sitting down for a second opinion with someone as cool and intelligent as Eric or Joseph, Joseph. young Joseph, yeah, Joseph's a young. It, he's he's it, not even thirty. Whiz kid, yeah. yeah. It makes all the sense in the world just to at least get that second opinion. Absolutely, I think that um, you know we we're talking about pensions and how people don't have pensions today. I, I think so. Pension I, envy. I've got three kids, right? Yeah. And they're all three married. So my oldest um, will have a pension because she works for the state. My son-in-law will have a pension because he retired from the military. Ooh. Another son-in-law will have a pension because he works for the city. Whoa. So I mean I, I mean three of, of That's of, pretty rare to have that to have that to have pensions like that just in abundance. I mean wow. goodness. Yeah, I mean, my, Good for my, them. my oldest, my daughter and, and son-in-law, great folks, love them and they're going to be just fine. I mean they're they're both in their uh, early 40s. They're That's in great shape. Amazing. If they want to you know, claim me if there's a way we can yeah, figure this out. Thinking it, thinking it could work. <laughs> and when he said U U G G, yeah, uh, I was. I'm looking at my Hugs. Uggs right now. Hug. Yeah, no. And I'm thinking it's H U G G, right? H U G G. Yeah. Yeah. Housing. What is it? Utilities. Housing, gas and groceries. Hey, he's he's a smart man, and you can get his, listen to his podcast too. Oh, anywhere you go. find a podcast, or uh, in Punta Gorda, Florida, if you want to go there. Uh, his website is ericcarneyadvisor.com. E R I C K E A R N E Y uh, dot com. And speaking of Florida, yeah. real quick, yeah. Zillow released the top 10 housing markets of 2024. Okay. Nine and 10, Orlando, Florida, and Tampa, Florida. Can you name two or three of the top eight that remain? Hmm. I'm going to say Phoenix? No. Las Vegas? No. I'm, I'm There are three Ohio cities on this list. Cincinnati at number two, Columbus at number three, and Cleveland at number eight. Number one, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York? As far as a as far as a housing market? According to Zillow. And so then, that's where you the most affordable housing? Is that what they're saying? Or is that... They're... they're that just, just the, the it most was just popular. the the best. I, I don't know if it's the best investment or if it's the yeah. most popular, but this list it, it surprised me. Indianapolis at four, Providence, Rhode Island at five, Atlanta at six, Charlotte at seven. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? It is kind of interesting. Yeah. I I don't think I would have got a single one. No. Well, no, I've not really. I, obviously, I was not going down the right path there. Um, I, I, here's another. So we, I've got these numbers, and, I, and this is an important one. You're talking about a pension. You're talking about that retirement income. Um, but so $100,000, right? That is the amount of money 
that you could lose from retirement savings by leaving work four years before starting Medicare at age 65. Whoa. So again, that's what, one of the other things we talk about a lot is that gap between when you, when you quit working and when you have Medicare. And if there's that gap, you got health insurance to worry about there. And so in that four years, could be up to upwards of $100,000. Again, my jaw is hitting the floor. Yeah. I, I think Greg Berrien calls that the Medigap. Medigap. Me- well, yeah. Medigap. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that gap. Right. Right. And that's, that is a huge number. That's shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. We got one more clip I want to run, and uh, it is from, uh, once again, from Joe Murphy. And uh, Joe always, to me, has some great insight. He's talking about inflation, disinflation, and deflation. I think this economic environment is a concern for not just retirees, but all of us. Um, There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation out there, Stephen. You bring up a really good point is let's cover some of the basics on inflation. Disinflation is a word that's really traveling around right now. And then also deflation. So to Hmm. go back to inflation, and that's we're in an inflationary period right now. We knew once interest rates hit zero, the Fed was going to jack those rates. All of a sudden, we were going to hopefully fight this inflation level, which has actually come down. But it doesn't mean prices have decreased. No, they haven't. (laughs) No, they haven't. And if you look at your grocery bill, I think everyone can attest that no, they have not. Um, But inflation is the rising prices for goods and services. That's what we're undertaking right now. And that's what the Fed is really trying to hamper down with these interest rates. Speaking of interest rates, remember the market is priced in six to seven cuts in 2024. Guess what? I don't think we're going to get six to seven cuts in 2024. We may get three this year. So interesting caveat on the market there with interest rates. But one thing that I saw, I was reading an article in the Washington Post, and it caught my eye because it was the the title of it. And it said, inflation is falling. Why are groceries so expensive? And if you do a quick search on the Internet, you'll find the article I'm talking about. Um, And what the article was saying is inflation is falling. Inflation is not falling. The rising prices are slowing. So what we are experiencing right now is something called disinflation. And disinflation is simply the slowdown of rising prices. A couple things on disinflation. Number one, it can be self-correcting, which is a very good thing. Deflation forces the government to take expansionary measures. So once we hit disinflation, we don't want to let it linger on and cascade into a deflationary environment. So the last deflationary environment, and what deflation is, is it's an unbalanced economy where goods and where goods are basically outweighing demand. There's so much goods out there and there's not enough demand. So what we're seeing is a disinflation then moving to deflation, which can be catastrophic. The last deflationary period, Steve, that we had was back in 2007 to 2009. You may remember it, the Great Recession. Oh, yeah. um, that deflationary period was definitely earmarked by wages falling, by joblessness, and then also we saw the sinking of prices. So right now, guys, we're in an inflationary environment. Disinflation is happening. We are seeing a slowdown of those rising prices in some sectors. Some groceries are just keep going up. But And then what we're trying to avoid is a deflationary 
period. So just so everyone's crystal clear on those three terms, you're gonna see them a lot over the next couple months. I wanted to make sure that everyone at least had a baseline of information regarding those three terms. Well, again, that's really important, and I appreciate that. Inflation, disinflation, and deflation. And I love that, uh, folks. I think that's an important lesson learned today. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. And that's what we want to bring is education. It's really hard to get verifiable info out there, Steve, from some sources. And, you know, in this day and age, it always pays to think critically. It always pays to do a little back research on your own. Even this guy that's on your in your ear on the radio right now, um, maybe I misspoke or maybe something happened. You always want to vet your own. That's where we've lost, I think, is a population is the ability to diagnose information and just say, you know what, this media outlet is wrong or this one is, is not saying or they're embellishing to create some type of narrative. It's up to us as as consumers it's up to us as as people to verify some of this information and i'm talking mm -hmm. about things that are going to affect your life you know things that are going to affect your retirement it's important make sure that you are vetting the information that you are making decisions on especially when we're talking about your future your retirement future make sure it's out there don't just buy into fear right away vet it and if you have questions we can absolutely help i don't have all the answers guys i wish i did but we're very good at research and i love hearing from our listeners on am560 from our clients what are the concerns out there what are you hearing to me it makes a lot more sense to get a second opinion to get some more information than rush in and say oh this is the way it is this is what this guy said in the washington post we want to make a decision based on this no take a step back make sure you vet the information critical in this day this day and age, yeah. How how good is Joe Murphy? I mean, just when I think that Joe Murphy, the bar that is set in for Joe Murphy for me, <laughs> which is sky high, cannot grow. I mean, it is just the way he broke that down with the disinflation. Disinflation. That's you don't hear. Are we aiming for inflation? I think just plain old inflation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Joe, and, and he's so right. It's hard to get information. And know without a doubt, a shadow of a doubt, that it's well, verified. Yeah. And you've got to—I mean, that's that's on us to do the research and to do the—you know—don't just listen to one source. Look at multiple sources. That that is such a key. And mm. I know so many people that are locked into their source. Yep. And uh, they see nothing else. Oh, it's like you got the blinders on. Exactly. Well, Chrissy, once again, we have come up to the uh, end of this uh, podcast. Two one five. Episode 250. One day we'll get there, though. <laughs> exactly. Hey, folks, again, we appreciate you listening. And uh, you want to you get your own financial pizza, you can just, uh, you'll find us anywhere that you find a podcast, Financial Pizza. And, uh, of course, you can also find it at financialpizza.com. You can uh, reach out to Chrissy, uh, Chrissy at uh, financialpizza.com. Yeah, keep that TikTok and Instagram now, too, oh. Financial Pizza. Let's keep going. I love it. We're rolling in 2024. We'll see if our predictions for the Super Bowl or our hopes. We'll see. We'll All right. We'll see you in a week, folks. Everybody appreciate it. Pizza. Coach P Radio.
Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. 